Star Wars 7x7 episode 3216. Today we're going to start a series of looks at various characters within The Mandalorian and what we've learned about them, where they may be headed in future seasons. But first we're going to talk about a character who was mentioned in two different seasons but never showed up. It's Thrawn. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, to consider what possible stake Thrawn could have in the situation in the galaxy as we find it at the end of Season 3 of The Mandalorian, we have to consider his history, what has been happening with him in Star Wars storytelling. And a lot of it has to do with this thing called the Grisk Hegemony. They're a warrior race that essentially turns other species into client species by being able to bend their will to the Grisk's own ideas about how things should be run in the galaxy. So eventually they're creating just a bunch of slave species and they're so good at it that it only takes a handful of Grisk to control an entire population. And they get so crazy when they're being controlled by the Grisk that they will even kill themselves to protect what they see as Grisk secrets, even if the Grisk have no idea who these individual people are or what they're doing or anything like that. That's how out of control things get when the Grisk take over a particular species or large group of people. Now, the Thrawn Ascendancy Trilogy, which was Chaos Rising, Greater Good, and Lesser Evil, concerns itself with an attempt by the Grisk hegemony to destroy the Chiss and to get the various ruling families to go to war with each other. And the end result of it is that they are beaten back and defeated. However, Thrawn is made a scapegoat for some of the things that the Chiss did in order to fight the Grisk and is exiled to a planet in what's called lesser space to them, which is the known galaxy to everybody else. But because Thrawn is still concerned that the Grisk threat has not been eliminated and that feeling is shared by the Supreme General of the Chiss Expansionary Defense Fleet, they agree that the world he's going to be exiled to is one where he can make contact with the Empire to see whether the Empire could be allies in the fight against the Grisk. That's where the other trilogy of Thrawn novels, Thrawn, Thrawn Alliances, and Thrawn Treason comes into play, and just utterly <laughs> bypassing a lot of the story, I'll tell you that Thrawn Treason concerns itself with events that happen in one BBY, and the Grisk hegemony is already making incursions into known space. Now, the Grisk are beaten back once again, but Thrawn tries to tell the Emperor that the Grisk threat isn't over. They're already probing the possibilities for taking over places in known space. The Emperor says, yeah, you know, we can have a long talk about that after you deal with Lothal. Well, <laughs> we know what happens with Lothal. It doesn't get dealt with, and Apergil jumps the Chimera, his Star Destroyer, into hyperspace, to heaven knows where. So here we are 10 to 12 years later, and what is Thrawn thinking now? We've heard from the trailer for the Ahsoka series that he's being considered an heir to the Empire, meaning that maybe he is the leader of the various group of Imperial Warlords slash Imperial Remnants. But to what end exactly? 
Even as a part of the Empire, his chief concern has been the threat of the Grisk hegemony. We know from other Star Wars storytelling that the First Order is not really up and running at this time. In other words, there's not a giant additional fighting force that Thrawn can add to whatever these Imperial remnants have to offer. It's only whatever the remnants have been able to scrape and scrounge about, I guess. <laughs> Aside from all the resources that Hux and Paleon have, which, yeah, maybe just a reference to what they were able to escape into the Unknown Region with. Maybe they've been able to build some more stuff, but certainly not at the level of what we see when the First Order makes their grand debut on the galaxy's stage. So Thrawn has to basically decide whether the collection of these Imperial Remnants is enough to fight back a Grisk incursion into known space, or whether he needs to fight the New Republic first because they're not going to fight this threat. Maybe this is the threat that Carson Teva is referring to. It's not just the Empire, it's actually the Grisk threat, and Teva doesn't even realize it yet. Or there is a third alternative, which would probably be a very mind-blowing alternative to consider, and that is the fact that if Thrawn realizes the Imperial Remnants as a whole are not enough to beat back the Grist hegemony, is there a world where he would say to the New Republic, hey, we need to join forces in order to beat this back because it's a greater threat than either of us put together could handle, and it's a greater threat to everything than the Imperial Remnant is, so you know, don't bother killing us. Let us fight the Grist together, and then let us just go in peace into the Unknown Regions and have you know something akin to a respect for the Galactic Concordance in a new way. So yeah, that's the stuff I'm thinking about with Thrawn. I know that the nearest thing we've gotten to live action is him in animation in Star Wars Rebels, and he certainly had no interest in the Grisk in Star Wars Rebels, but six novels have basically concerned themselves with him and the Grisk, at least five of them. I don't know if the Grisk were mentioned in the original Thrawn novel, but five out of the six for sure involve the Grisk. So yeah, I think we're going to be hearing about them in future Star Wars live-action storytelling. But I'd love to hear what you think, too, if you think that's a you know, legitimate idea, or if you think that's complete nonsense. If you're watching this on YouTube, there's comments right there. Let me know what you think. And if you're catching the audio version, then hop on over to the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com, and let me know what you think. And that is going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. It just remains to me to say thank you so much for joining me for it. As always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited by their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.